Welcome to Faith Talk. I am Reverend J. Stewart Glover, and this is the day that the, the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. What we hope to do today is bring clarity and relevance to the biblical text and our religious experience. So as always, we are inviting people to, to join in and, and share their sacred stories with me today. Um, this is a special day. Today is Father's Day. So I want to um, send a happy Father's Day to all the fathers, the guardians, the caretakers, and the, the, the women who are raising families without the presence of a father. We pray our special blessing upon us today. Now today, as a topic, we're going to be talking about women in the church. Women in the church. And it's a, it's a sensitive topic for some. It's a, it's a controversial topic for some. I, I'm fully supportive of women working in, in the church and being in um, positions of leadership. Um, but today we're going to talk about this and explore it a little bit more because there seems to be um, a little confusion or sometimes a lot of confusion around um, what women can and can't do in a church. Um, so again, we're talking about women in the church today. Um, I want to hear your voice today. I would like you to share your stories, um, all of them, the good that give us all a chance to learn from your relative to um, the experiences that, you, that you've gone through, things that you've gone through uh, as a woman in the church. Again, today's topic is women in the church. Um, I want to just bring your attention, remind you that you can hear these talks later on at, on, on the website, which is www.revjaystuartglover.com, G-L-O-V-E-R.com, www.revjaystuartglover.com. So today we're talking about women in the church and um, we want to um, hear your stories and hear your voice um, around this particular topic. Now, you might say, well, why are we talking about women in the church? Well, again, um, I am fully supportive of women in roles of leadership in the church. And, and there are some folks who have difficulty with that. And I'd like to perhaps explore the reasons why and and. If there's um, something that needs clarification, we can do it right here. Also today, I'd like to, um, you know, today's Father's Day, so happy Father's Day again to, to everyone and, and also to those celebrating Juneteenth, a day of, of, of liberation, where there was a bit of a delay getting the uh, message of freedom into Texas, but it finally arrived. And even though the, uh, even though the, message was delivered, there's still work to do um, in this um, journey towards realized freedom. So today, again, we're talking about women in the church and, and where's a good place to start? Well, last week we had some guests on and, and we spoke about women in the church. We kind of laid a foundation of, of exploring how and why in some instances women are actually unable to assume leadership roles for various reasons. Again, I'm a full supporter of women in leadership roles as they are called by God. So I just need to say that up front. But in the, um, in, in, in the United States, there's a, a history of inequality for, for women, voting rights, equal pay, military roles, um, women being uh, described as property and, and nameless in this great story of, of, of America. So somehow this has, this practice and this view has found its way into the church early on. And many people still carry the, the, um, the belief and the attitude that, that women are somehow lesser than men in, in their right 
to function as leaders in the church are not only lesser than men, but not able to. I've heard horror stories of um, women's experiences in the church. And again, I, I would invite you to come in and, and share your story. I want to hear the good, the bad, and the ugly, because perhaps somebody's listening that that um, a little clarity can be brought on this topic, a little light shown on this particular topic. So, you know, I would like to, of course, I think of, of Eve. Um, you know, you heard the story of Adam and Eve, and, and somehow Eve gets um, a bad rap. She, she gets blamed for um, the tragic decision of, of eating the fruit in the garden, and because of her disobedience, we are told that the all of humanity is fallen, and and it's all Eve's fault. But I, I would like to say about that. Um, first of all, one thing that we should realize is that um, Eve, when when God, when I read the Bible, and God gave Eve the, I uh, uh, gave Adam. I'm sorry. When God gave Adam the instruction not to eat of this this fruit from this tree. And it wasn't an apple, by the way. It just says fruit. Eve wasn't anywhere around. She had not yet been created. So Adam was the one who received this instruction, first of all. And so maybe Adam was a bad Sunday school teacher. He didn't relay the word properly. And, and maybe he was a little uh, misguided himself. But I don't think Eve is the one who should take the blame for um, the being deceived alone. It's not her fault. I mean, Adam was there with her. So anyway, with Eve, um, God recognized that Adam isn't faring well alone. So he, he makes a helper, creates a helper. And this helper is Eve. Now, perhaps, maybe, the, the, the um, problem of women being relegated to a lesser existence, part of that problem might come from that word, helper. And, and um, you know, it's almost, it's being interpreted as, as oh, she's there to wash the dishes. <laughs> but that's not the case. Well, if we do a, a study in the language, in the Bible, we'll find that uh, the helper, the word helper, is, um, it's much more profound than that. The, the word actually um, has to do with, um, let's see, it's, it's derived from a root word, which the primary idea in this word lies in, in girding or surrounding, um, defending, protecting, and aiding. So it's much more than just you help me, you serve me, you make my food. It's not that. It's, it's the word is used in other, the same word is used um, in other places in the Bible in, in terms of military protecting and surrounding and defending um, and aiding. So, so it's more than just uh, to define a woman as being lesser, or lesser of a human being or having lesser of capabilities um, be, behind this word um, helper. So that's, that's, uh, uh, that's a bad Thing to to look at this word as as relegating her to a position of less lesser um, being lesser of a person. So it's actually as far from demeaning, it's an empowering and powerful description of how how women reflect the very nature of God Himself. And and we can read more about Eve in Genesis and uh, from the first to the um, fourth chapters. Um, now I'm going to say again that if you um, if you have um, experiences where you've heard of women being marginalized in the church or held back from specific roles, I'm ready to talk about it. I, I truly support women that are called by God to do what they do in the church. Um, so I, I figured that today would be a good day to to either. If you have a, a, if you'd like to look at the, one of the ways to do this is to look at the biblical characters and just see how they are portrayed in the Bible. 
And then we can see, I mean, we don't have time to look at all of them, but we can certainly see, I believe we'll find that the, <clears throat> the good outweighs the bad. And that there should be, there's no logical reason to develop the praxis, practice of women being um, confined to lesser roles in the, in the church, okay? And, and shut out from from a meaningful role. So we talked a little bit about Eve, who the, the, the word help is actually um, means, it's an empowering and powerful description of how, how um, women reflect the very nature of God himself. He, he gave someone to Adam who, who would surround and defend and protect and aid Adam along this life journey. Adam wasn't doing too well by himself. So, um, again, I, I invite you to come on in and share your stories. Then you have, uh, we have, there are two women, um, Shipra and Pua. And these two were, um, they come up when, when, when the Pharaoh was trying to head off any revolt. Um, he instructs the, the, two, the, the Hebrew midwives to kill all the, the male Hebrew babies at birth. And they ignored it. They refused to do it. Why? Because they feared God more than, than this human authority. And, and perhaps it was their story that inspired the, the mother of Moses to take her own um, disobedient step in, in putting the little baby boy in a basket down the Nile River. So they, they um, perhaps um, uh, impeded the furtherance of genocide. So this is, that is certainly a heroic effort, um, a heroic light in which women are, 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 dis, are talked about in the biblical text. Then we have, we have Miriam. Miriam was, uh, the Bible talks about her, she was a, a prophetess. And she, um, she, now if, now let's get that right there. You know, somebody says, some people say that women shouldn't um, preach in the church or teach in the church. <clears throat> Miriam was a prophetess. And a prophet is one who speaks the word of God, inspired by God to deliver a message to the people. So if Miriam was a prophet of the Old Testament, then then where do we, where did God change his mind that women shouldn't teach and preach in the church? I just don't see it. Um, 700 um, years after um, her existence, she was identified by the prophet Micah as a blessing sent from God to his people. You can read about all about Miriam in Exodus, second chapter, um, verses one to 10, Exodus 15 and Numbers 12. So, so far, we are talking about women in the church and why and how do some people come up with the idea that women should not be able to preach, teach, be pastors, evangelists in the church today. I look at it like this. I look at Mary, the mother of Jesus, who who, um, you know, we call, we refer to Jesus as the word of God. So here's the thing. Uh, Mary conceived the word of God. Mary carried the word of God. And Mary delivered the word of God. So where and why and how do we step in and say no Women shouldn't preach or teach the word of God. So God chose Mary to bring the to bring Jesus into the world. Mary uh, was chosen to fulfill God's plan for salvation and redemption of humanity to to for the incarnation of Christ, where God comes in the flesh, divinity wrapped in humanity, clothed in humanity, so that God would dwell amongst us. 
So there you go. There's another, another example. Mary, chosen by God. She conceived the word of God. She carried the word of God and she delivered the word of God. Amen. Amen. So um, we're moving along talking about women in the church. And before we get to, oh, let's pick another one. Esther. There's a story of Esther. She, um, it's a story of people living in the Persian Empire. And the king chooses Esther. She was a faithful Jewish woman living in exile. He does, the king didn't know that she was Jewish. Um, but as the story turns out, she rose from being a poor Jewish girl to being the queen. And in her place of privilege, from that position, she was able to save her people. She was able to intervene on her people's behalf and prevent another genocide against the Jewish people. And this, this, her actions are celebrated every year in the Jewish festival of Purim. Um, that is the story of Esther. You can, you can read the book, Esther. It's in, in the Old Testament story, wonderful story. So we've talked a little bit about, about Mary, for sure. We've talked about Eve. We've talked about Esther. Um, so far, I don't see any reason why women should be relegated to a lesser status in the church. So if anybody in the listening audience would like to add something, please come on in. If you have some questions or if you have some ideas, I see Todd Martin is there. If you want to come in, Todd, please do. Daquan McKnight. I see some folks here. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to hear from you, hear your voice on this issue because I don't see it. I don't see how we get to, to um, decide that women are lesser, less capable, or by some authority. The problem is there's a patriarchal um, power structure that has been in existence <laughs> since the beginning of time. And, you know, where does this come from? Why is it? Good questions. Is it, are we bound to that today? Good question. Um, and I'm waiting for somebody to give me scriptural references that talk about why and how women should be relegated to to um, a, a lesser existence in the church. So I have um, Todd Martin is coming in. Uh, hi, Todd, how are you? Hello, Reverend, how are you? I'm doing good, how are you today? Very, very good. Uh, happy Father's Day. Likewise, um, we are celebrating this day. It's yeah. a funny day to talk about women. Usually Father's Day we talk about men, but maybe this, is a, good, maybe this is a good lesson for men to hear. Good well, discussion. I think I think it is actually almost like a good, a really good time to discuss it. Um, um, so I had a, one. There's one question that I I have for you. I just thought about it whenever you were mentioning it before, but that that God provided a helper for Adam, and 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 He referred to um, when He created woman that, that He would be a helper, or that she would be a helper. Um, is is that uh, now? So I, I I I don't have the Bible reference in my in my you know currently, but in Pentecost, whenever he promised that he would that another one would come to to help, was it the same reference as helper? Whenever he whenever he was talking about the Holy Spirit, that would Holy Spirit would come? Well, after, after well, this one this one um, an, another would another would come. I would now what you're asking me is um, I'm not sure if, if you're talking about the exact same word in the Hebrew or the Greek, um, but 
the 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 one that would come was the Holy Spirit, right? Right. And and um, the Holy Spirit for us is 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 the function of the Holy Spirit is to lead us, to guide us, to teach us, to bring back to our to our remembrance all the things that that God has spoken to us. Um, and yes, as a as a helper as well. Um, well, I was just thinking about that. If if so, it would not if the helper would not be a a lesser than. But a helper not a, would be equal in, in divinity as as far as the helper in the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Not, right? So it would be an equal part. I think that we look at things um, almost, you know, in our fallen state as, as less than, you know, whenever he says, when we're told that um, the body is all made up of equal parts, but it's us who who put an importance on the preacher being above the laborer or the or the one who parks the cars being, you know, lesser than the one who is, you know, uh, uh, leading the children. And, and we're the ones who put the part of the parts of the body in, in lesser than or greater than statuses. Um, but he says that we're all equal in God's eyes. Amen. Amen. And, and you know, I, I like... Um... You know, you brought up that 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 um, the, this the idea of of the helper, the Holy Spirit coming as a helper. So the Holy Spirit is also uh, the 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 third person of the Triune Godhead, right? And so when yes. when when I said when I said helper, um, the use of the word helper as a um, as one who who um, protects and guides and and surrounds. Um, this is uh, a reflective of the very nature of God that comes through, through the woman. Right? So now, when we say that the woman is lesser, when we dehumanize the woman, what we're actually doing is taking away from the image of God that she's called to bear. And God created a woman um, in his image, and now we're saying, well, no, you're not um, fully in the image of God. You're a subservient to, to me. So it's an attack on the Imago Dei, as we call it. The Imago Dei is just a way of saying the image of God. Um, so it's an attack, it's an assault on, you know, on the image of God. Well, I've never looked at it as, a, as an attack or that. I've always looked at it as that God, if God is the creator of all things and we have, then he's a God of order. He's not a God of chaos. And being a God of order and a God of, of, of organization and being that he's that, he, there's so much meaning behind everything that he says. So when he refers to, he refers to God the Father as a father because he's trying to explain to you his, the character of God the Father. And when mm -hmm. he says, calls God the Son, that he's, call, he's explaining to you the character of God the Son and, mm -hmm. and in the triune God. And... I think that we look at these lesser and greater things in a human understanding as and in an understanding as, you know, that our ways are not his ways and we look at things wrong. And so when we're looking at the the, the wife and the mother, the, the woman versus the male, the role, he's explaining the role and the role is not that a woman cannot um, teach, but that the role of the father or the role of the man is to lead. And he gives us so many examples of men not lead properly because we need to learn how to lead properly. And the perfect example of leading properly was Christ. Right. And that, um, and that he calls us a bride, that it doesn't make us lesser in our role, but it's, it explains to us what our role is as a bride, as, as, the, as the whole church. Right. And that, um, so I, I just, I don't see that as a lesser role. It's more of explaining that men need to be leading because that's the role in his great design, mm -hmm. not as a lesser than or greater than. And, and that teaching position in the, being the head of the church would be, would be the males because I think that once we take the male from the head of the role, we start to mess up his his grander plan on how it, how his design is, and so 
we start to see when we remove the father and a male from the role of leader of a household, mm -hmm. we see households and, and structures of of societies fall apart. Mm -hmm. And we see the we see that falling apart not because a woman a woman can't be a great mother and and and, and make a great attempt, but there's no substitute for a father's role in the family from a male's point of view right well does that um, make sense well i i do understand what, you, what you're saying um but I, I would also like to say this though um when we look at those scriptures that you get all of that from or some of those scriptures like the problematic ones are in um in first corinthians and uh um other pauline writings where we have to understand something those household codes that we're talking about um where that describe the man as being the head of the house the we have to remember that we're reading someone else's mail right when we read the bible we're reading um stories and letters that were written to people in specific locations at a specific time and so you know, I just want to just bring to our attention that that the household codes, for instance, and and those rules from from Ephesians and Colossians, and and they they found their um, the, in First Corinthians they found their origin in Roman law and Greco-Roman practice. This was how the society was structured. And, and I'll say something, you know, uh, I'll give you an example. You know, these are the texts where it says women should be quiet in the church and women shouldn't be teachers and women's salvation comes through the bearing of children and all of this type of stuff. But remember that this, this household codes were imported from Roman law, actual Roman law. This was the Roman way of doing things. So we have to be careful that we don't take the, the Roman law, the way of life during that time and create a doctrine for ourselves, a, a guide for our own practice. I'll give you another example. You know, uh, Mary, for instance, right? Mm -hmm. Mary, um, when she um, conceived Jesus, right? Baby G, at the, you know, um, uh, by the overshadowing of the Holy Spirit, it was said yeah. that she was probably about 14 years old. Now, yep. th that may have been normal then, right? But it's not normal now. This is not something that we adopt as a practice. So all I'm saying is that something that was done then, we have to look at the context in which it was done. And, and, and laws that were written um, and practices, the context in which they were written and, and before we assume. Um, now, listen, well, I'm old-fashioned old-fashioned myself i refer to god as father my father god right there are some folks that want to um to um remove any gender designation to the godhead right so so you know, you know well, you'll hear mother, mother god you know todd you, you just went out if you want to come back please come on so so you know we have um we have that genderless um, assignment to to God uh, that people are pushing for. And listen, I don't need to get in the way of that. I mean, there, there are motherly and fatherly attributes in the person of God. Um, matter of fact, I, I have one book is called Paul as Mother, and it simply talks about Paul's um, motherly um, attributes um, towards uh, his disciples and his followers. Um, so, again, I just want to let us be reminded that the, the those household codes that instruct, um, you know, the head of the house and all of that came, it found its origin in Roman law and Greco-Roman practice. That's where it was. Um, that's where, that's, uh, now I'm not saying that's where it started because, um, Men have this patriarchal thing has been in place forever, um, and I don't, I don't. Um, how we, how we've gone so far as to not only have men as the so-called head of the household, but the women as being um, 
Let me put it to you this way. I heard a story of, of, of I heard these stories. I'll give you a couple of bad ones. Uh, I heard a, uh, an older woman told me that, um, <clears throat> that the, uh, out in Connecticut, there, there was a, uh, a grave site and the women that are buried there are buried without a name. They are buried as, you know, the gravestone says the wife of so-and-so, the wife of Peter Slaneski or whatever his person's name is. And the, the woman isn't even given a name, which to me is as grossly um, disrespectful and dehumanizing. Um, that's that's one instance, in, uh, and of course we know that women in, in the United States, women just got the right to vote not too long ago. They got the right to vote. They're still fighting for equal pay and and military, um, you know, participation in military. So there's a patriarchal power issue, which is what I'm talking about today, <clears throat> that has found its way into the church. Um, and you know, I'm I'm an old-fashioned, I'm kind of old-fashioned guy. Yes, I believe that I'm. I'm the head of the house, and and but but you know, I need to care for my wife just as she cares for me. That doesn't give me the right to to be abusive. It doesn't give me the right to make all the decisions in the family. Um, you know, I, I look back at, and this is what I'm getting at. I look back at when I was a kid growing up. There were there were images. I, there was a cartoon. I remember seeing cartoon images of of. Um, uh, a caveman dragging a woman by the hair, right? Um, and this was uh, acceptable practice. It was normal to see a man dragging, in cartoons for children, to see a, a man dragging a, a woman by the hair in one hand and a big club in the other hand. And this was the normal, uh, normal practice. Todd, I thought you left. But I see you coming back. So, so you know, when when we say um, when we say that, you know, the order of the household should be a man at the head, that's all fine. But we what we do have that's a traditional view. But today we do have households where there are single family households. There are um, the men are killed by in war. Men are uh, killed in war. Men are taken and locked up in prison. And there are no men around, right? So, so we have to deal with that as a reality, right? But my well, I was, thing, yeah, I thought ahead. that that was well. I, I never, I don't think that it was as, um, as that there would be no outlying ideas, or that there would never be any like uh, substitute, or that there would never be never be a a, a single parent, you know, household. But that that his design in his perfect design in the original was that it was to be that way right and not necessarily and and in perfect design given the opportunity to have a mother a husband and a wife or a mother and a father in the household right. that his design and his desire now his design and his desire is we're is not perfect because we're in the fallen state now mm-hmm. not because it was his design was imperfect right right Right, um, but I, I, uh, and I don't never. Felt, I, I always thought. I mean, we call him father, but we call him father because he calls himself father. Right. Um, right. And not that. And and the reason for, for that was for, to was to reveal the, his character. Right. You know, in 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 the nature of how he acts and what he does in the perfect role, not in our flawed role in thinking of father. Right. Right. So, so the other thing is this, and I guess I'll jump right to it, is that there are scriptures that um, there are scriptures that say things like women shouldn't talk in the church and they shouldn't try to teach. They should go home and ask their husbands. We also need to remember that in those instances, before we grab hold of those um, those ideologies as doctrine. We have to remember that, as I said before, we're reading someone else's map. There were problems that were specific to that church, right? And and 
who knows? We, we have to remember something. That the community that the, in the audience of Paul at that day, many of these people were what we call Hellenized Jewish people who had, had converted to Christianity, right? Recently, recently. Um, and, and as they were in their journey towards liberation from, from being under the law and the Jewish tradition, they're still trying to figure out what this Christianity should look like and how we're supposed to live this out. And, and so a whole lot of things started happening. I mean, you know, coming out from under, under, underneath their, um, the, the law, which was rather um, oppressive at times, <clears throat> in some instances, um, they're trying to figure out what to do with it. So they may have been acting out in, 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 in a troublesome manner and that the, the writer was trying to bring some correction to their behavior. But it was specific to that particular church, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't that we take these these instructions and say this is good for us today. This is the way it should be. Women should shut up in the church. Don't say nothing. Sit down and be quiet unless you're spoken to. Um, you know. <clears throat> so so we have to be careful about about taking um, real life situations from 2,000 years ago and making a doctrine out of it today. Mm. Um, but doesn't Ecclesiastes say that there's nothing new under the sun? Right. That it wasn't it wasn't in a one time and one place, um, or for you know that the human heart is still always broken. And as right. we're looking at all of this, that we're looking at it from the standpoint of um, that His Word is is the instruction, and my heart is the one ideally that is self serving and broken. And that's right. how I can take what's being said and twist it to, you know, you shouldn't talk and I'll tell you when to talk, <laughs> but less, less of that and more of the role of the, of the, of the, you know, wife and the role of the man and the, and the woman um, has a design in it. And in that design that, um, that, it, that the woman shouldn't lead the church necessarily and doesn't mean that she doesn't have an equal role in the in the family and doesn't have equal influence in the church and doesn't have equal uh, rights to teach but not from the from the lead of the church um, the same as what happened in the garden that you know when she was leading is whenever they were deceived and not because she's lesser than but more that she you know, isn't that's not her role as as guardian, or that would be the one to decipher, you know, deceitfulness or, or whatever that is. Okay, so if we look back at that story, right? If we look back yeah. at the, um, if we look at, and I, I like this conversation because we can yeah. certainly learn from each other. Well, um, and, when we look and, back and at that, that story, of, <laughs> when, we, when we look back at Eve, right? Yeah, I mentioned it earlier. I don't know if you got on yet, but but Eve. At um, God first gave the instruction, right, mm -hmm. to Adam. Eve wasn't yeah. even created yet when Ad, when He told Adam not to touch eat of this fruit from the tree. Eve was nowhere around. So, mm -hmm. so when she when she um, was deceived by this serpent, right, um, mm -hmm. and lured and seduced into disobeying God, Adam was the one who first got the message. He didn't stand up and, and protect her and say, Eve, don't do this. He went along exactly. with it. Exactly. And yes, he went exactly. right along with it. See, so she gets the blame for it, but um, he was no. But it was his to, fault. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was no. He wasn't he didn't leading. Step up. Right. He, you he know, if he got the role. word from God, he wasn't a good Sunday school teacher. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so so we can't we can't necessarily blame. And I think that, um, and, you know, and then so let, let's look at some of the other instances in which um, women now that rise to the occasion. Um, and, and I mentioned some of these the other, the other last week. Um, God chose Mary, right, to bring Jesus into the world. It was um, at the foot of the cross when Jesus was being nailed to a cross. Most of his disciples fled into, from fear. And they left, mm -hmm. they abandoned Jesus. They wouldn't stand in solidarity with Jesus at the foot of the cross. They left him. Same, the, yeah, same the, as the tomb. It was revealed to them first too. Right, and, and at the tomb, the women were the first to go back 
and what happened to Jesus? Let's go see, let's prepare, you know, let's go see. And and they were the ones to reveal to the rest of the disciples the um, that the Christ had risen. So they, they were, you know, the first evangelists, you know, so a woman brought, brought Christ into the world by the grace of God and the power of God, a woman, um, they stood with him at the cross. They, they were the first to reveal the risen Christ. So all of this um, revelation coming through through the women, I, I think is, 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 is strong evidence that we shouldn't hold them back. Now, as terms of the, in terms of the leadership roles in the church, <clears throat> listen, I personally don't have any problem with that. Um, I mean, it can be a problem if, if the woman is not called by God. That's another issue, right? Now, but, it's the same thing with a man, too. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah. There's plenty of that going on today. Um, yeah. But but I, I just, my, my whole purpose is, is that we shouldn't um, uh, dehumanize the women and, and, and categorize them as being less capable than men or not not uh empowered by god the grace of god listen oh, god and i i will tell you i i, I believe with you agree with you 100 percent. we align ourselves together in that, and that is for for sure true for sure i have no doubt about that and i agree with that 100 percent. my 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 desire is to do um to align my, to make sure that i align myself with his desire right that that my that that my thoughts are his and that my desires to do and serve are his and i i i i lead by a bad example more often than i ever do is a good example but but that's my desire i think that is that's probably the 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 heart of of a good follower is is wanting to align myself with his truth and there's 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 so let me let me let me help you a little bit okay yes there's there's um there's a story in the book of romans right and there's a woman mentioned named phoebe and phoebe mm -hmm. is is called referred to as a deaconess in the early church movement now a deaconess is a leader in the church a deaconess nowadays a deaconess um, assists the, the pastor, the, the pastor, they assist in, in um, carrying out the duties of the ministry. Um, and so she was a, a leader in the church and, and she was entrusted to be named in this book of Romans. So again, there then there are other women that he talks about, Aquila and Priscilla and many partners in the ministry that, that he names as as, as being women. And so um, there, and then there was, um, there were uh, many who worked um, alongside of him. What I'm saying is there were many who worked alongside of him and, um, and, and he lifted them up in, 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 in favorable ways in the Bible. Um, you know, then they, how about this? There was a woman, um, uh, Rahab in the Bible, right? Mm -hmm. Her story is that there were some spies sent out, right, to check out the land, and she um, she hid them, she protected them. So again, this is these are women. This is a woman who was um, uh, portrayed as a protector uh, for the people of God in the story. And she was said to be a prostitute. And afterwards she abandoned her life of being a prostitute and, and went on to serve God. Um, I don't think that she wanted to be a prostitute in the first place. I think economics clearly drove her into that vocation. Um, so again, I think that, again, I think that, um, the, uh, the stories of women reflected, uh, portrayed, in a favorable, heroic uh, manner, is far outweigh, far outweigh any um, notion that they are lesser than. And again, I think it's a. It's a I appreciate your um, your order, your uh, your design, right, for the idea, mm -hmm. family and structure. That's great, right? Well, I also realized too that he. Um, he gives, he gives us um, it, when he tells us the Great Commission, 
to go and tell that he doesn't instruct that to the male or the female he instructs that to all right all are called to do that so and that requires not just for you to go and tell people but that's to disciple too right and in that that's teaching um so it's not it's not that it's kept that part's kept from from uh the female right um I, oddly enough i'm i'm in a store um actually picking out uh bibles for my kids three of my children were baptized this last weekend oh congratulations yeah that was really good so we're picking were they, were they sprinkled or dunked i'm only <laughs> dunked dunked deep and held until they shook until they got up <laughs> was the water cold they'll never forget it it was nice and warm <laughs> we're, we're way south so it's pretty hot down here it was warm water Good, good. Well, congratulations on that. I mean, it's and and what a what a blessing you are in their life to be, you know, uh, uh, placed in their life by God as a companion along their faith journey. And um, and um, I don't, but I listen here. I don't think it would have been any less if you were a woman. No. <laughs> <laughs> placed in their life. And, I agree. And, and and but praise God that you're there for them and and would go out and buy them their Bibles and all of that. So praise God for that. Well, and and two that you know that I also acknowledge the fact that my wife is one who you know was also one who led me to Christ too. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. It's not you know that it's not. Um, it's not. I think that it like. I think that we look at things like free will also. Right. And and some of these others as being ultimate or not situational. And right. that, you know, do we have free will? Yes. But do we have free will in all things? I don't know. We're not told. Um, and the same as this, that it's not in any certain circumstance. Um, it may not benefit the church. It may not grow it as well if that leadership is not taken by a male who, you know, honors what his role and does it if a male can take that role and mess it up just as easy as anybody else right um but in his in his design in his desire for us is to align ourselves with him right and 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 his desire for us um right so i I agree with you on so much i'm old like i said i'm old school and to a certain (laughs) degree and and you know when i was in seminary they used to try to tell us not to refer to God as as him or father and I just couldn't do it. <laughs> you know, I said, listen, I write Father God, you know, so I I, I I just did that anyway. But um, you know, I'm happy to hear that you said you're to test that you testified that your wife led you to the Lord. Now, you know, we have to be careful as men not to get in the way of, of <laughs> women functioning in where God has called them to be. Oh, one hundred percent. So, you know, and, and so, you know, when I think of, um, you know, I think of uh, I myself, my wife was in, in, in the deep relationship with God before I was. I was a musician out there in the, you know, playing my guitar with a, with a well-known group. And she, you know, I'll, I'll never forget the night I came home and, um, at, and the sun was coming up and, and I was just getting in and I came in the room and she was in there praying. And and the presence of God was so thick in the room that I began to cry and I walked out backwards. I couldn't even go in the room. Um, and I sat down on a chair and began to cry. And it was on that night that I, or that early that morning, that I um, was drawn to God. And my life has never been the same since. So um, praise God for the women in our lives who have um, helped us along our faith journey. Well, and I I agree 100%. And I, you know, and I, the thing is that she, he would not provide a helper if I didn't need help. Right. <laughs> and, that's a, and that is a good thing. It's, it's, you know, it doesn't mean that the helper is weaker. The helper sometimes and in many cases is stronger. Right. Um, so so it, that, that structure that you talk about in the family, you know, the design of the family, all of that is great. Just remember that. The, the, that I'm talking about, like for instance, a, um, a friend of mine. She's a, a, a woman who who graduated from a seminary. She called me last night because she knew about this talk coming up. She couldn't be here, but she knew about this talk, and she said, "You wouldn't believe what happened to me." Uh, I said, "Well, what's going on?" She says, "Well, I was um, uh, we're ordained. Uh, some bishops are being ordained, right?" 
I just would keep in mind. One of the bishops, they was they prepared a meal for them. You know, light, simple pizza and stuff. And 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 one of the bishops refused to eat the pizza unless it was served to them. (laughs) (laughs) And so she was taken back, and you know, she was really upset. You know, who basically like who does he think he is? Yeah. That he won't even eat unless he gets served by a woman. Yeah, and, and, and she, she should be. She, yeah. yeah, she was, and she called. She was told me that she was going to request to be excused from this responsibility. And myself and another um, seminary um, classmate, we talked with her, and we said, "Listen, we serve out of humility and hospitality, um, not but not under patriarchal duress." Okay. Um, so mm-hmm. I guess the the right thing we tried to convince her was to just go ahead and serve anyway. Don't bring a bad name to the um, to the church family. And and my understanding is that she agreed to go ahead and serve anyhow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and, so so and I so I guess that, what I'm getting at is that these, this patriarchal duress, where men become abusive, and and um, you know. Um, relegate women to this second-class citizenship is not right well no and i think that that would fall under the the lines of you know the 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 weaker and the stronger of of the faith you know and so she's stronger in it and so she doesn't do something to to the weaker brother that you know would cause him to stumble until he comes to a better understanding i think that's something that we um we have to recognize when we're looking at scripture and understand coming to a better understanding is that so much of it is um, is, is is our our place in sanctification and and where we're at in our and as we're coming to understand more that we grow in those understandings and that we don't know it all from the beginning and that requires us to be humble right right you know and 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 for me to look at it and go you know like I'm not going to you know or you cannot be teaching and you cannot be whatever, but that we 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 give a loving response and encourage mm-hmm. in, in the right direction and and uh, and that requires a, a, a little bit further along in the sanctification process of understanding why. Right. You so know, let me as, give as you me, grow. Let me give you another uh, example of how we have to be careful of taking um, household colds from the New Testament and making them our own um, practice and doctrine and practice. It says, um, you know, at one point, we know it says women don't talk in the church. Now, let me tell you something. That won't fly in my head. And then there's the one that says, um, you know, slave, obey your masters. Now, we know that that's not acceptable nowadays. That, that's just not how it goes. Um, so, um, you know, I don't think that... The, the topic of slavery, I don't think this was a justification of slavery. And and again, here's another one. Just because Mary was 14 years old when she got pregnant doesn't mean that we should support 14-year-old girls today being pregnant and married, engaged to be married. It's not how, how we roll, as they say. <laughs> so, so again, we just need to be careful of, of reading somebody else's um, mail and, and, and adopting the practices as our own today. And that takes some discernment. We have to be very prayerful. We have to pray about this so that we don't just create another, dismiss everything for the sake of, of trying to, um, to have a God construct in, in, in line with modernity and throw everything out the window that, that the Bible tells us. We don't want to do that either. So we have to be prayerful about thinking about what's good for us today to practice and what we need to question or perhaps um, re-examine our theology and our practice, which is something that we need to do continually. Things change, um, people change, um, circumstances change, politics change, and we have to um, re-examine our theology and our practice regularly to make sure that we are still in line with God's will and purpose. So um, it boils down to love and, and respond giving and receiving out of love. Yeah, yeah. I think um, 
I, ju I just wanted to pop back in real quick and say one quick thing real quick is that okay. I, I, I really do respect the conversations that you allow and that, you know, and this is how we will grow in our understanding of, of truth is right. as, as, you know, men coming together to discuss in a way of, of uh, aligning ourselves to truth. And I think it's good. It's, it's a, it, 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 I think this honors God and, and, and his, his design and his purpose is for us to, you know, as, as men who desire and seek the heart of God to have a good conversation. Um, and, and he's in the midst. I love it. Thank you. Amen. All right. Well, I'm going to, um, I'm going to call on some folks here that are in the, in the, supposedly in the listening audience to see if I can get somebody to come in here and share something. I see a, a Wendy Arsad there, and she says she's a Christian. She's married. Wendy, if you're there and you want to come on in and share your story or share your views about women in the church, I would love to, to hear from you. Um, welcome to this uh, Faith Talk platform. And, and I just want to say that I appreciate all the people who are who are listening. Um, so Wendy, if you're there, if you want to come on in, please do. Um, let's see who else we have here. We have uh, we have the NGY King. Uh -oh. We have Jabari Morris. Anybody who wants to come in now, I, I just tell you, you know, I, I don't I'm, I'm I fully support women in the church. Um, and functioning as leaders as long as God has called them to that. Um, uh, you know, and, and people who usually are against that usually fall back on the Pauline writings, which we have to be careful of, uh, understanding the, the, um, the context in which they were written. They're borrowing heavily from Roman and Greco law and practice. And um, we just need to... to to be uh, to recognize that and be careful about reading something and taking it as our own practice. Again, Mary was pregnant uh, supposedly at 14 years old. This is not something that we recommend. Telling women to be quiet in the church that doesn't fly in my house for sure. Um, <clears throat> you know, I talked about women being in this country just getting the right to vote, um, being allowed to smoke cigarettes in public. Um, not being able to participate in military, still struggling for equal pay. Um, so a woman is, you know, has been treated as the other, as the lesser other, that um, is totally inconsistent with the biblical portrayals of women in, in the Bible even. Uh, most of the instances, the majority of the instances of women portrayed in the Bible, they are portrayed in a very, in a favorable, um, light um, in a heroic manner, uh, you know. Um, you know, Jesus uh, healed a woman who was bleeding for uh, so many years, and he she went from being nameless in the story to being referred to as daughter by Jesus. Um, so there's, I, I just don't see. I don't, I don't walk away. I think it's more of a cultural influence. We have to discern, are we allowing our cultural influences, our patriarchal history to get in the way of our relationship with God and how we treat each other? Now, let me see if I can call on somebody else here. But I just want to welcome anybody who wants to come on in and share a word of how women have been marginalized in the church. Um, if you have, I, I'll give you a story. I heard um, a story about a, a female, a woman pastor who, who, who was married and got pregnant. And, and when, she, when she got pregnant, um, the, the board of the church told her, well, now that you're pregnant, we don't want you to preach anymore. And we definitely don't want you to serve communion. Now, I, I, <clears throat> I, I wrestle with that in the strongest terms because, again, and a a, a, to say that a woman is lesser than means that she has lesser 
of God in her than you as a man. And it's not true. We talked earlier in, in the, the, this conversation, we talked about Eve being a helper, you know, and does that mean that she was created to bear the image of God limited to washing the dishes? No. You know, the, it says when you look at that word in, in the original language or as close as you can get to it, the word um, comes from a, uh, it's a derivative of a, of a word, the, the root word where the primary idea is in girding or surrounding or defending and protecting and aiding. So it's not, it's, it's, it reflects the, um, the nature of God in the woman um, and the purpose. It doesn't, it doesn't um, uh, reduce her function as to somebody who would do the laundry, the dishes, and the cooking for the family. So again, um, if there's anybody there who wants to come on in, please do. It's it's about five o'clock here in New York. <clears throat> and um, I think that, you know, we have to, I, I want to be involved in a ministry that helps people and not hurt people. So we have to understand that our, um, the, the patriarchal, um, systemic practices um, hurt people, they hurt women, and they put a stain on people's lives and they make women feel to feel unworthy and rejected and marginalized, dehumanized, and, and, and it's not right. So we have to be careful because um, especially when we treat young people in this way, they're made to feel that they somehow are not created fully human um, like like um, uh, like anybody else. So we have to be careful as ministers of the gospel and, and as people, as just people, as not to harm people because of our patriarchal um, desires for, to, for the continuity of a patriarchal power structure and to be on the winning side of that while other people are on the, receiving the lower end of the, the short end of the stick as they say. So um, I, my prayer is that um, we can go forward um, and, and, and um, uh, dismantle the, dismantle the, uh, the false, um, the, the poor theologies that, that actually teach um, uh, women to, to feel as though that they are lesser people in the church. So let's see, we got, I'm looking for Wendy Ursan. She identifies as a Christian, she's a woman. I would like to hear from her. I, um, let's see, we have, we have Jade Truth. Wow, if you're here, Darlene Anderson, if you, if anybody wants to talk about um, the women in the church, Jabari, Morris, I know we've talked before. If you're out there and you, you have something that you can contribute to this conversation, um, I have there's somebody here, Impact You, who's a, a life spiritual coach committed to making a difference in their lives. I would like to hear stories of um, from people who, who have actually experienced some sort of uh, dehumanizing practices in the in, in the church. I know last week we had uh, Jason Kinte, who's quite active on this site. He, he was on telling me how he he experienced, um, <clears throat> he, so he was ordained, an ordained minister. And when he left the church, I believe, uh, the, subsequently his, another religious institution, uh, denied his ordination. They felt as though it was invalid because it was performed by a woman. Well, so these are the type of things that we need to bring to the top of the, um, of the boiling water, as they say, and let the impurities come out uh, of these harmful theologies and harmful practices. Why would I want to send my daughter or granddaughter to a church where the woman is treated as a second-class citizen. It's not right, and I stand against it, and I always will. Well, if there's nobody else that wants to come on, my prayer for this Father's Day is that you 
have a blessed day. And 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 uh, those that are celebrating Juneteenth, my prayers are with you. I, my prayers are with the people in the Poor People's Campaign that um, the today's uh, inequalities and inequities that that pervade our society and our, uh, our practice and our government structures and policy structures that get dismantled. I, I pray that they become dismantled through um, people that are willing to uh, carry the prophetic voice of the Lord <clears throat> and, and bring awareness to these issues. So again, you can, um, if you want to hear this again, you can go to www.reverendjstuartglover.com. Uh, hear this on Apple and, and Amazon and YouTube. And, and um, my prayer is that you treat women the way you would want to be treated yourself. And, and don't get in the way of allowing women to be a blessing to somebody else's life in the church. So thank you for coming in. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you next time. God bless you.